Okay, rolling. What up, Squeezy? Hey, pal. How's it going? Oh, it's okay. It's pretty good yeah. for a fun Saturday night. It is. Strange time to record. It is. We normally do this during the week, but I have to go out of town for work, so we got to ah. get, get it in early, and none of us have lives, so we both worked, came home, and decided to do the podcast. Yeah. Enchantress. I saw my family. Yeah, I, I didn't. I got to talk to her on the phone. She's down, uh, down south, running a, a race, doing uh, physical activity—something I don't like to do. Uh, yeah. No, I saw. Them. I peeked in. They were asleep, and I said, "Okay, good." I'm oh, go you, you saw them with your eyes. I saw them. Yes, that's yes. They're visually. They they are present in my home. You had visual confirmation of their distance. Yep. I guess. Well, that's good. Uh, so, what feedback did we get for in the last two days of our show? Good stuff, I think. People, people seem to be liking the two things we posted so far. I don't think I've been anywhere where I've had Wi-Fi really, so uh, I don't. I don't know. Oh yeah, you're really cheap with your data. You really uh, dole it out, megabyte it, by it, megabyte. It eats it up, you know. You gotta. Yeah. yeah. Although my crappy little baseball game that I like to play, I. I We'll eat up all the data, and I'm fine because I, you know, got to collect those cards, you know. Um, what happened uh, in the day between our release, our recording and release, <laughs> was the Endgame trailer came out. Yes, with um, I matching uniforms. So someone had a good theory on Reddit. Okay. Uh, their quantum. That's the place for logic. <laughs> Did you see uh, Ant-Man and Wasp? Yeah. So, you know, at the, uh, at the end when Hank Pym goes into the quantum realm? Mm-hmm. That outfit he wears? So you're saying these are some kind of, like... Uh... Quantum realm outfits that they're all wearing. Okay. All right. So, like, Tony made them all quantum realm outfits, and they're about to go into the quantum realm. To do some gotcha. sort of time traveling. That's what someone on Reddit said. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that does kind of look similar okay. to Hank they're like, Pym's. They're DeLorean suits. Well, they never they never time traveled in the quantum realm. We're just we're extrapolating from that. So you yeah. can't call them DeLorean suits. Okay. They're All shrinking right. suits. That works. As long as hey, it, it, it's, it's not black leather, I'm fine. Right. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, they're all in matching suits. But, of course... In the Marvel Universe, they'd probably have to serve a purpose. Yeah. So that's why that's what this person on that's Reddit, fine. I would like to give them credit, but I can't remember. I was just something I blindly read. I was like, oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you made it this whole way of actually, like, people loving on what they did with, you know, keeping it close to the comics and the suits and not shying away. My, you know, from what uh, these characters actually look like. I just hope we get a callback to my favorite joke from Ant-Man and the Wasp. The drum set. 
Ah. I really would like to see Anthony playing. (laughs) (laughs) Or even Scott playing that fucking chintzy electric drum set. Uh, Furthermore, a lot of people notice that in that shot, Tony Stark is there. So it's either a dream sequence or he got out of space. He got back. Nebula. Well, I I mean, something is going to happen. Unless they just yeah. made that entire last movie just like half of it's just a bottle episode of him um, talking to his helmet like it's Wilson. <laughs> we spent $200,000 on this awesome helmet CGI. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nebula's on that too, but I, she's kind of a B, so he probably doesn't want to talk to her. She's kind of oh, that's right. obsessed about killing her dad and... That's a good point. Sister dying and getting back with her guardians of the galaxy. Speaking of, yeah, one of the good guys won. Happy to yeah, hear. Yeah, Chuck went up for the guys that say inappropriate shit at some point. Right, and, but are still decent people. Yes. Eventually, uh, someone's going to say something stupid on the internet. Right. Howard Stern and, just uh, happened to make a living out of saying stupid stuff. Like, so no one's going to fire him from saying stupid stuff because he said stupid stuff. But, like, he's a champion yeah. of, like, he's like, you can't just defend me and then not defend that blowhard Rush Limbaugh or, like, Bill O'Reilly, you know what I mean? No one should lose their yeah. job for yeah. for that. Yep. You should lose your job for being a piece of shit, like sexually harassing women, not saying dumb yeah. shit on Twitter. Yeah. Um. So, if I, like, you know, like, I don't know. You got the, all of those people, no matter where you fall on the political spectrum, you you don't deserve to lose your job because of stuff you said in the Twitter, especially years ago. And yeah, uh, especially Twitter, especially when you did such a good job with Guardians of the Galaxy and and Volume Two, you don't deserve. To lose yeah, I mean, I almost yeah. If it was I, Zack I, Snyder, yeah. I would have been like, couple... if it if it was Zack Snyder, I'm like, fuck him and what he said. I wouldn't even read what he said. Yeah. I'm like, fire him, don't. I mean, I feel bad there is, about the past. Honestly, on the li- you could have, there's a couple non-violent felonies and maybe a, a few actual violent felonies that I think I'll even let you get away with for, you know, give me a decent Guardians of the Galaxy. So Hollywood Reporter is saying like that. drug trafficking. I'm le- I'm okay if he gets busted for drug trafficking, like you know, muling heroin into the country. I'm like, you know what? Let's see what he's got uh, up his sleeve for Volume Three. But yeah. but uh, Hollywood Reporter is saying that um, he was fired, and Disney never. He I don't know if, if James Gunn was in on it or not, but Disney never had any intention of hiring anyone else. They were just letting it die down and always planned to hire him back. Uh, but it is a classy move that they're letting him finish Suicide Squad two before he comes back. For that's a sign of good faith. That's because they know that he's going to make them a shit ton of money. So why you know. Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah. Rock the boat that's already tipped over and, you know, submerged. Well, here's also the thing. rescue. When, when you pull the canoe up over your canoe and flip it to drain the water. <laughs> the that's rescue. basically what they're doing. It's a tea rescue. Because it forms a tea. Yes. Wow. I, here's, yep. what, here's my theory, Squeezer. And I, this is a little cynical. I but... had a theory, too. That I told you, and then you go, that's the article. And I go, oh, because I kind of read it. I go, that's the article, The Hollywood Reporters. That's I go, I didn't say that. I was like, yeah, Hollywood Reporters saying the same thing, but they're saying it's kind of that exact same thing. Yeah. 
And then I realized I kind of read it, but didn't. So, uh, so here is what I think in the comic books, Drax has his hand in killing Thanos. And I think Drax might play an important part in the movie since they haven't really shown any of Drax. Uh, cause basically he disappeared, but I'm, he, they all come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Dave Batista has been very vocal about not wanting anything to do with MCU if if James Gunn isn't part of the MCU. Mm-hmm. And he said that right away. So they're like, well, listen, you play nice. You continue to do your thing. We're bringing him back. Just shut up. Because he, he all of a sudden just shut up about it all. Mm-hmm. So I think they're like... Yeah, it was... Okay. I, yeah, that's I, a good point. I think they told Batista, like, hey, we're going to bring him back. We have to let this die down. We need you. You're not going anywhere. We need this movie, you know. We, you know, you're a part of this all. We weave this all in. Yeah. You know, James Gunn is the architect of the uh, celestial Marvel universe. So, uh, and that's where they're going, especially with uh, uh, Scrolls and Kree, and uh, if, if if Captain Marvel's the future, if the next Avenger film is focused around her and her group of Avengers, then yes, you're going to want to keep James Gunn involved. Yeah. Um, wow, that's only like a month away. It is. Or less. Uh, it's more. It's the 26. More? Yeah. I think. It's the 20, okay. 20-something, and we're not in the 20s yet. So Close. Yeah, close. By the time that people hear this, it'll be closer to a month away, so. Yes, or it might be out already. Might be out. We don't know. I don't know how the internet works. We are excited. Zeros. Myself and Enchantress, nonetheless. Today... So my sister was asking me what movies her and I saw together. Marvel. I guess she's trying to impress somebody that she's a, a Marvel fan. She likes the movies. Okay. And she's like, what was the first Marvel movie you and I saw in theaters? And I was like, well, if you want to be technical, you came with me to see Spider-Man 2 way back when with Toby. I go, but I saw Iron Man 2 and Avengers by myself. I saw Iron Man 3, Winter Soldier, and Guardians by myself in the theater. Uh, her and I saw Avengers 2 Age of Ultron together. I saw Ant-Man by myself. I saw Civil War with you and Dougie. I saw Doctor Strange by myself. I saw Guardians 2, Spider-Man, Homecoming, Thor, Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel with Enchantress. (laughs) She's like, LOL, okay. How do you remember all that? I don't know. I do. I was there. And then there's a handful of them that I I had to see on DVD. Iron Man 1. Yeah. I wasn't sure about. I saw on DVD and I was like, wow, Thor and Dark World. I'm still not the biggest fan of. Same with Incredible Hulk. But yeah, I saw the rest in the theater by myself or with Enchantress. <laughs> Civil War was with you, though. After work, Dougie. Do you remember that at least? Did we? Yeah. No. I remember seeing Civil War. We saw it at the theater across from the ballpark. Remember, okay. I got up to pee right before the Spider-Man introduction. I ran back in, and as they were saying, like, pee Queens. all the time. Yeah, I know. <sighs> so, nonetheless, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Well, no, it's true. I'm. Ex- I still like you. I, I mean, you don't remember our, our movie dates, but I'm sure Dougie remembers. Yeah, he loves me. Oh, d- yeah, that's right. I remember Dougie being there. Shut up! <laughs> Everyone okay. likes Dougie better. I'm still miffed that Jake 
used to, I used to be Jake's favorite until Dougie started paying attention to him. Yeah, well, try to find a way to win his heart. Uh, May I suggest pork rinds? <laughs> or just pork? You can win it back and destroy it at the same time. <laughs> no, him and I, I'm, we're going we're to do... This is, we found a CrossFit gym back behind that old steakhouse on off Shandersville there. You know what I'm talking That's about? That's a convenient location. Yeah, I know. Well, the steakhouse shut down. It's called like <gasps> Ash or something now. You know what I'm talking oh. about. Yeah. I use playing stupid. Anytime a steakhouse shuts down, I'm sad. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so there's like, a where cross- will the cows go? There's a CrossFit gym back there. Speaking of where the cows are going to go. And I said today to little Dave, that's where uh, Jake and I can start going at lunch, pounding on tires with big hammers. I think that's what CrossFit is, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But you just make sure people are looking when you do it. Oh, that's okay. That's the key element. We're really not going to go there. We're just going to have trucker pull one of the tires off the truck and hit it with like whatever hammer we have in go. the shop. Yeah, we'll do a little Rocky thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, trucker, get this tire off. We're going to flip it in the parking lot a few times. People are going, who the hell are all these people that they're talking about? Right. These are people. And what's CrossFit? What's CrossFit? I don't really know either, but I'm, I'm willing to attempt it for Jake's sake. It's to pass that driver's physical sleep apnea. It's killing. Silent, deadly killer. Not so silent. Very loud, deadly killer. <laughs> uh, so um, we got an email about uh, Michael Crane related from our boy, um, E-Rock3382. Remember when we were talking about, do you remember at least when we were talking about Goldfinger a few episodes ago? I, I do remember we were talking about. Um, do you remember the genesis yeah. of that? Sega? <laughs> so E-Rock sent me a, uh, a, a picture of. Um, yeah, we were talking like real big fish and whatnot. Well, stuff. We, but we got there because um, he sent me a picture of something completely unrelated. But I saw that he had some a Goldfinger vinyl in the background. And I brought that up. And um, so he sent us an email. Hey, dudes, this is E-Rock3382 from Instagram, uh, a.k.a. Goldfinger's number one fan. Hope all is well. Apologies if you are seeing this again, as I think I originally sent it to the wrong email address. So to fix that ad- a problem, I put our email addresses in the notes down below. So... If you're listening, you can go oh, down there oh. yeah, and click, girl. click our emails. Uh, love the trip down Michael Crichton memory lane. A few years ago, Princess Peach and I went to Hawaii for our wedding. This dude married Princess Peach. Mario's anniversary. Pissed. What? A oh, wedding anniversary. Wedding anniversary. Well, see, the line ends at wedding. I didn't get to the next line. I wanted to comment on Princess Peach. Oh, so you were formatted. You have, you have like that old man-sized font to read? No, I have really tiny font. Oh, okay. Maybe I mine's all big. Yeah. And went to the. This is. Do you want to count lines and <laughs> prove who's got the smaller font? <laughs> <laughs> this uh, paragraph is four lines. One, two, three, four. So does mine. Okay. Oh. What's we could sure. screen grab them, screen yeah, screen cap them, and put them on Instagram and let the people compare. Uh, I went I to. Really don't think we need to get this petty. <laughs> Why not? Yet. Yet. <laughs> we'll see where the podcast takes us. Anyway, wedding anniversary and went to the ranch where Jurassic Park, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and other films, movies were filmed. 
Thought you might God, awesome. thought you might enjoy the short clip I pulled together from that day, including some shots from those movies. Excuse my amateur editing skills, as I know I'm in the presence of professionals. Ah. <laughs> uh, wait, he actually did write in. He the did write. Ah, he knows. So I don't know if uh, we hmm, technically are professionals. He's laughing at himself or laughing at us. Either way, we, it's acceptable. We do get paid for it. That I guess that's the definition, definition of, of professional. professional. Yeah, right. Fun fact. On the tour, they showed us where Spielberg filmed the Jurassic Park storm scene right before Newman got got. The storm was real and unexpected. Everyone was locked down in their hotels and told not to leave for their own safety. Uh, Spielberg took an 8mm camera and went out and filmed the storm against the wishes of local authorities. He was literally feet away from the waves crashing on the dock. A true filmmaker. Thanks again for bringing back all the rad memories each week. You got it, buddy. And we're going to watch that video. Did you watch it yet? I did. Oh, yeah, man. I did. You're a better man than me. It's cool. They actually have a, a like a the rope where like he he actually did a good job. He cut in, um, showing like the indie swing when oh, he's really? swinging on the rope vine after running from the. Uh, oh, he showed context. Uh, the tribe. Yeah, there's context. Oh, I'll yeah. have to watch. And then it. and then you would see people uh, actually swinging on the rope vine. Uh, Erock, if also, this is is it a private into, or is it pub, is it public YouTube? Uh. You know, I don't, before we do anything, I let's double check. I, he's listening yeah. right now. So, Erock, you give me permission, and it's been like two months since I made a post on the website, and it's been about four years since Squeezers made a post. So, I will post this on our website if you say it's cool, so everyone could watch it with me together. I have posted four years ago, two years before it didn't happen. I was just trying to drive it home. Oh, drive the point home. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I'm working on it. Remember, though, we said that I can't now because it'd be a thing. Yeah, that's true. Tommy Dreamer okay. said he would, and you don't want to mark out and sell out and whatever to him. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, last, uh, but almost two years ago to the date squeeze, speaking of two years yes. ago, we talked about 10 of our favorite Game Boy games. We did. Two- I was very surprised that that was that long ago. Yes, it was March it 7th. It was like yesterday. It was posted March seventh, two thousand seventeen. Uh, you that's picked... insane. No way, because I feel like we we because we talked about the, the big one. Maybe it's because we do talk about uh, Link's Awakening so often. Yeah, well, um, it feels fresh, but yeah, you you talked about Tetris, uh, Mario Three, Wario mm-hmm. Land, Donkey Kong Land, Crash Dummies, and The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. I did Super Mario Land 2, Kirby's Dream Land, Tiny Toons, Babs Big Break, Metroid 2, The Return of Samus, and Hyanko Alien. I don't know how to pronounce it. If you want to hear our thoughts oh, yeah. about any of those games and you're thinking, I, w- I want to say this so you don't listen to this and be like, oh, you missed these games. We already talked about gotcha. them. It's in the archives. March 7, 2017. Scroll back. Give it a listen. They're still there. All our shows are free. I can't believe that They're was that long ago. I know. It's crazy. Uh, so we got 10 more because we're talking 10 more of our favorite Game Boy games. And I believe it's my turn to start. So uh, without further ado, Squeezer, we should fire up the Game Boy. Oh, that was cool. Did that just for you. Oh, that little the little pop, the little power pop in the speaker. Yeah. Oh, that takes me back. Well, my first pick... 
is Castlevania II, Belmont's Ooh. Revenge. Now, this was not the first Castlevania game, obviously, released on Game Boy. The first one was Castlevania The Adventure. It's down a bit. It sucked. It was super fucking hard. Like, super hard. And the controls sucked. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't fun. I remember it was a game I rented. And then my cousin had this game. And I rented it a few times and I wound up getting it. Um, this ranks up there with Mario Land 2 as, like, wow. <coughs> Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Bless you. For so many other reasons. Uh. <laughs> So, like, Super Mario Land 2, like, the jump between... Now, Super Mario Land was a great game, a wonderful game, but the jump from 1 mm -hmm. to 2 was huge. Like, like leaps and bounds huge. And the same happened from the jump from Castlevania the Adventure to uh, Belmont's Revenge. You're playing again as Christopher Belmont, uh, son of Simon, I believe. His son's again stolen by Dracula. And uh, the controls in this game are, like, super tight. And the music, as you can hear, is awesome. It's a Konami game, and they really kick yeah. its ass uh, in the music. Uh, again, you whip by using the B button, you jump with A, and you use your specialty item by holding up and, and B. And unlike the other games, there's only two specialty items, Holy Water and the Axe. But, like, they really made good use out of it. Like, like there's a lot of parts in the game where I can't get through it without, like, the special items, the Holy Water and the Axe. And they give you plenty of it, and they do a lot. Uh, it lets you choose between the four levels in any order, just like like DuckTales or Mega Man. So you could choose mm -hmm. where you want to go first and where you want to finish, as long as you finish those four levels until you get to Dracula's Castle. Uh, Is it a bleak? Does it make it easier to do it in any certain order? Uh, no, it's just like it's like preference. Like you know how in DuckTales, some some people liked some le levels, and some people thought some were harder than others. Mm hmm. That's how this is, I feel. And all gotcha. and they all have tough bosses at the end. They're all they all give like plenty of different challenges and stuff. And uh, like you gotta play this game. It's so much fun. The bosses are really tough though, uh, but there's a password system. So I used to keep like a little book of passwords. You know those little like 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 they're like thirty five cent uh, marble. You know that Barry uses for his his notebook. Those mm -hmm. little marble notebooks. Yep. I had one of those with my passwords in it for that and like other games. Uh, Wouldn't you love you'd have to have like a uh, pen and paper to like that would always I used to actually have a little piece of paper like you know what you said with passwords and I keep it in the battery compartment oh yeah so that you always had it handy yeah that's smart and a lot of Nintendo games too you'd have that little piece of paper like right. in in the dust sleeve um so they made a color version uh in the Konami Game Boy or combi, Konami GB Collection compilation. And uh, this this game is set supposedly 15 years after the first game, Castlevania The Adventure. And of course, Dracula returns, kidnaps Christopher Belmont's son, Salio, or whatever the fuck is Salio, and um, uh, turns him into a demon. And he retakes his human form, rebuilds his castle, because Dracula's got to have his castle. And it forces Christopher to confront him once again in Transylvania. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. I really recommend playing this game if you haven't. It's one of my favorites, and it was 
like a last minute cut because I want to talk about Hakuna Alien on the last show. So if I'm talking oh, about so this, this was supposed to be like the Feast of Resistance last time. Yeah, this is going to be my like big, big ending. And I decided last minute to cut it. And I knew as soon as you said it, I'm like, I'm mad in it. Because I asked you before if you played this on another episode and you said no. So I'm like, oh, I got I know this is mine. I'm talking mm-hmm. Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge. It's, emulate it, get the cartridge, do whatever you can, cause this is, or play one of the remakes, because I know they remade it in color and stuff. Uh, this is a lot of fun, and it'll keep your attention the entire time. And it's easy enough that it, it's not like you're like like punishingly hard, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like some Castlevania games. But not... But not just like a, uh, yeah, not just like a time killer at the same time too. Where you're just playing a game for the sake of playing a game. Yeah, and listen, she to... has a little bit of a challenge. Oh yeah, there's a challenge, and it's puzzling too. Yeah, you got to mm. get through it. Listen to this fucking music though. That is sweet. It's really good stuff. So I recommend uh, highly this game. Um, all right, Squeeze, you ready for your first pick? Uh, yeah, this was a fairly popular franchise uh, for Game Boy. Look who's back. And this time, the two of you are partners in the latest installment of the Pokemon Saga. It's Pokemon Yellow, the special Pikachu edition for Game Boy Color, where it's you and Pikachu catching as many as you can together. Look for the Pokemon Yellow Bundle Pack. It includes a limited edition Pokemon Game Boy and Yellow Game Pack. See, I let this slide for you, Squeeze, because it's uh-huh. it's pretty much the original game, right? Yeah. Yes, pretty much. Um, But I was trying to keep Game Boy Color games on their own. Well, this is a Game Boy game, though. This was This was actually the last Game Boy game released for Game Boy. Oh, that's right. It's not the it's not the clear cartridge. It's a black car. It's a yellow cartridge, but a black cartridge. It is right? a yellow. Yeah, it's a yellow cartridge. But it would have been but black was, in that it could be played on Game Boy Color or the Game Boy. Yes, but it could be played in Game Boy Color. Yeah, that's that's what the black cartridges were. Yeah. So gray but were yeah, this, gray were Game Boy only and Game Boy Color, but not in color. Black were Game mm-hmm. Boy and Game Boy Color, but in color on Game Boy Color. Clear were only Game Boy Color. Yes. This one was yellow. This one was yellow. Uh, this one was yellow. Um, and uh, but th- there was also a Game Boy package uh, uh, that came a Game Boy Color package that came with it, like the the. Uh, we would sell edition. out of them as fast as they come in at KB. Yeah, there was actually a, 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 even an article I saw where like CNET was trying to track them down. They were calling around and like you could not. They would f- just fly off the shelves. Um, I think it was like the fastest selling Game Boy game of all time. Yeah, but and uh, yeah, it's basically, uh, it's basically red and blue, with a few little tweaks, um, like puzzle wise, character wise. Basically, what they did was they they washed over the original games and added in all the characters from the cartoon that had now become so popular, um, that spawned out of red and blue. And at the same time, replaced either one of your three elemental Pokemon that you could pick from with your own little Pikachu now that would follow you around. I like that just because it was like, I liked having a little buddy to tool around with and you can talk to him. He was adorable. At the same time, you're like in high school and you're like, oh yeah, Pikachu sucks. Uh, I, I'm, I want to 
I want to put them in a microwave or some shit like that. But meanwhile, you're like private, secretly playing Pokemon because, you know, it's adorable. Um, and it's addicting. Yeah. And especially I, when you have that kind of collector mentality and yeah. complete. Pokemon is a completionist nightmare. And and dream at the same time. Um, but yeah, a lot of it, it did take some flack from. I mean, it was a hit, and it was beloved. And the kids, they point out like kids loved it more than anything. Like it was like a hundred percent across the board for kids. But uh, some media markets weren't necessarily a fan of it because it was a rehash of the original. You know, and they're like, with this new game coming out now with uh, uh, was it Gold and Silver were coming out? Yeah. Uh, like the same year. They're like, oh, it's just a money grab from Nintendo. All right. So it was. But it's also a quality money grab, and the kids like it. So who, whose opinion really matters? I never the got that term, a money or, grab. Isn't everything that's paid for a it's money capital. grab? It's the, it's the whole point, yeah. 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 Unless you're giving it out for free. It's a, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. And even then, there's something insidious about that too. Giving it out for free. Yeah, I, I don't. I there. Yeah, there's no free lunch. You know, you're gonna get heartburn. Mm-hmm. I just read today that eggs are bad for you. You know, so what are you gonna do? Um, but I'm sure. Wait, eggs are back to eggs. Eggs are back to being bad eggs, for you. Eggs are back to being bad for you. Yeah, if you eat three uh, eggs a week or something like that, you're gonna die within the next three to four days or something like that. Or 3.4% increase of cholesterol. I don't know. But then I've also read that dietary cholesterol doesn't really even mean shit. So, yeah. Um, Eggs yeah, were bad. I, I All I know is. Then there were the yeah. incredible edible egg. And yeah. then they were bad again. And then they were great again. Like, great source of protein. And, and now I guess they're bad again. Yeah, they're, they're bad again. I don't know. I, I think as. Eating a couple eggs here and there, I think you're fine. If if I want to have, you know, three or four Western omelets a week, I'll be all right. Um, I'm a, I'm allergic, and, you know, so. And as long, oh, that's right. Uh, you're fine then. I love them though. Um, I wish I could. Yeah. Uh, no, I I'm I'm very particular about my eggs. They're kind of weird. Uh, I they have to be made like perfectly, or I get grossed out. And like dried egg and like uh, like the sunny side up that just ugh, it grosses me out. No, I can I'm I just I gotta scramble them. It's the only way I can do it. Yeah, that's Yolk how I was too. I couldn't out. even eat hard boiled. I preferred scrambled. Oh egg. god, they're oh that's the worst thing in the world. And then like deviled eggs. I see. I even see that little plastic tray with just a little like dents in it. And I I just I just want to melt it in a fire. Like just the, the existence of that Tupperware just. This disturbs me so much. I'm like, who takes pleasure in eating this? You should Ugh. not exist. Unless you're making those little like chocolate Easter eggs, you know. Yeah. You can use it for you with know, peanut butter. Make me little peanut butter chocolate Easter eggs. Oh, I can't wait. Um, I'm getting excited. Calm doesn't down. doesn't your mom make you homemade ones? Yeah, that's what I thought. I remember you telling this story. Yeah, she does. They're good. Yeah, it's adorable. Um. But yeah, it was. I mean, it, it was a huge hit. And even though I had, uh, what did I have? Red or blue? I don't remember. Yeah, I had red. Um, yeah, and then I ended up. Uh, yeah, I picked this one up too uh, down the line just because it was a little different. 
Um, and it was just a cool different element. And and if you were a, a collectionist, and I think this is kind of where I drew the line. I might have played a little bit of silver and gold, but I didn't. Outside of like the original, if you want to call these the original three or the original two and a half, um, I kind of, you know, bowed out after that. It got to be too much for me. There's too much, you know, too many characters. Uh, but the one cool thing is too, you could print out, uh, your, uh, Pokemon, your Pokedex cards, uh, on the Game Boy printer attachment. So that gave you something to do with it. Yeah. I think a lot of those Game Boy color games, like the Mario brothers, Super Mario brothers, deluxe. Mm -hmm. So my, my sister made my parents get her the Game Boy camera and the Game Boy printer. And then she used it like for like a week and then didn't want it anymore. So I... Made good use out of um, the printer, and uh, like did like I, I had it. So I was, you could print out like tags and tons of different Mario stuff, and those were like little stickers. So I'd print like everybody like little like Mario stickers all the time with it, because the paper was like had sticker background backing. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, those the Game Boy Color games made good use out of uh, out of that feature. When am I going to get a printer for my phone? They make them. Oh, wait. They make a thousand can... different ones. Or I or I could just hit print and it just prints. Yeah, you could print to a printer. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. All right, I got a... Never mind, I got a real printer. You, I'm sure you could get a thermal printer that prints, like, strips. I'm sure they make... Someone makes some sort of thermal printer. And uh, I, you know what? They make thermal color ones that print, like color pictures that have stickable backgrounds because uh, Enchantress has it. When you tell me that, I just think it's going to look like what the Predator sees. Uh, it could very well. I mean, that's that's probably might be what the printer sees. That's some high-tech shit. That's going to rip my spine out. Sure is. Just like the Predator. Just like the Predator. Um, what else you got about this game, buddy? Uh, no, I think we we should move on because we we've talked Pokemon before, mm -hmm. and we've I think we talked about uh, Red and Blue, um, so I can't you can't go too much more in depth with it because it is Red and Blue. It's just it is Red and value. Blue. Yeah. just just yellow. Right. Uh, that's a lot of what the Game Boy Color was all about. A lot of the first releases were re-releases of Nintendo games scaled down to, to mm -hmm. like Shadowgate and Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. Uh, Link's Awakening. Which was a Game Boy game that they made color, and they did that for a few others. So, yeah, that's how they, you know, that's an easy <clears throat> money grab. Um, but fuck, did we want it? So, they take our yeah. money. Uh, and then they remake it again for Switch, and we're all going to buy it again. Yep. All right, here's my next pick a very simple game. Squeezer, this is the theme song from Golf, simply Golf, for Game Boy, made by Nintendo. Kind of a remake of their Nintendo version, but this one, they featured Mario more, you know, in the forefront. The guy on the cover of the pixelated Nintendo version looks like Mario. He's got the mm -hmm. red shirt and the mustache and everything, but it's not. I would say he looked very angry. Uh, well, I mean, golfers aren't in general, right? Ah, uh, yeah, do poorly 
Um, so which most of the time you do. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm no professional golfer. I pot this down so you don't have to hear the playing golf. So uh, you play as Mario. You're at the Game Boy Club, and uh, it's got that cute little Nintendo flag flying on the top as you Mario walks out and gets ready for his play. And this game mm-hmm. uh, is important. And I realized something. Uh, the this game define the NES one in particular, but these two games defined golf video games to this day. Uh, the stroke slash uh, power meter is still a key element in golf games. Like what thirty plus years later, like that stroke power mm-hmm. meter, um, and it was created for these games. Uh, here's a little bit of trivia. This is the first Game Boy title to include battery backup. Uh, you could save really? your progress at any point, resume later without needing to worry about your little notebook full of passwords. Um, this was like end of the eighties. It came out in like February of 1990 in the States and battery Mm -hmm. backups, uh, were usually like for bigger games, uh, that uh, developers put like lots of time and money into. And, um, it was, it's weird that golf was the first game boy game that this was included in. Uh, it was developed. I guess there are maybe so many variables that you couldn't just, you know, have a password save. Um, I guess like you'd have your score. Right. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, like there would be it would be too intricate to, like, have like a password system for like if you were on the rough on hole eight, like thirty yards away from the green. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Wow, you sounding like a golf commentator. I only, everything I know about golf, I learned. My dad didn't golf. I mean, your family had golfers. My family had some golfers, but they weren't immediate family. I didn't know anything about golf. I learned what rough was, what sand, what water hazard was, all from Nintendo's Game Boy's Golf. And I'm proud. Well, it's a good teacher then. It is a fun game. And I... I played this more like I always I had this in baseball I got it at the same time and I liked the baseball game but I found myself always like all right I play Mario for a while always go back to golf play uh, Castlevania always go back to golf Kirby's Dreamland back to golf Zelda back to golf golf was just a mindless game you could put in and just play without having to and it, the battery backup made it so that you could pick up your game at any time it was kind of like always at that go to it's like a precursor to modern like iPhone dumb games like a golf game like I play that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> desert golf yeah. game that goes on forever. It's just kind of fun. Oh, I played Tiger Woods golf for the longest damn time when it was. Which and it's funny when you look at it, the controls, all the details. When it, you you have like wind speed, club selection, the lie, all that data down there, it looks exactly the same. You're right. Yeah. It, so yeah, they still use the same stuff that this game created. Like nothing's mm-hmm. changed. Well, I mean, stuff has changed, but the basic mechanics of how the game's played haven't changed really yeah um and i think going back to your point about it being it's more relaxing to play because you're playing golf you're by myself you you don't have to like commit entirely to it like you can stop look around like you're not you're not gonna get you know fall in a pit or get killed or you're not gonna strike out or anything you just your ball's just gonna sit there until you hit it again (laughs) right so it doesn't involve like a huge commitment you know of energy or, or concentration at the at the time you're playing, unlike real golf, which 
kind of what it's all about. Yeah, you really got to bear down and focus in real golf, right? Is that what they say? Um, well, yeah, that's the first thing they say. Or, or just, you know, drink a lot and put a big hole in the ground. Yeah, I thought golf was just for that, just drinking. and Pretty much. 19th hole, getting there. Like, you, you, you really, like, they serve booze all across the course, and then by the end of it, you you just, you know. Hopefully you leave a few behind for the young cart boy to stick in his bag and sneak home. <laughs> oh, that was you, right? You worked on your golf course. Yeah, yeah. That was the closest thing I ever had to a real job. I worked at Toys R Us for a month, but. Um, just for how long did you work at Toys R Us? You just threw me off that. I thought you worked longer than Toys R Us for a month. Uh, all right, maybe three for holiday season. Okay. Yeah, so uh, a little, maybe a little before Thanksgiving, and then uh, maybe just past the New Year. Um, so two and a half, maybe three months. I was seasonal. Did you play any golf games when you were working at uh, TRU? What was big? I guess Tiger Woods didn't come out till like two oh, thousand sometime. No, yeah, I guess we we were probably in between. Yeah. Tiger Woods really brought golf games into huge popularity. Yeah. Cool. And they uh, were fun too. And then there was all you always had golden tea. Oh, golden tea, yes. Different kind of monster. Yeah, that definitely is. Just just fucking getting as much And that definitely involves alcohol. Yeah, you, you get your arm like back at the right angle and you just ding, get that ball going. Oh, see, I was I was English a double thumb it. guy. Where you you'd, you'd kind of you you put your hands there like uh uh I'm trying to describe it, but you you lay your like your palms flat and you get both your thumbs behind the ball and then you kind of just snap them forward. You know, so you put pressure on the ball almost like a uh like a tension kind of thing, and then you snap your thumbs up and that's how you launch the ball. Rather than get that running start. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't. I never tried that. I usually would go across the bar and you know r- run right into it. And <laughs> hope to you know hopefully my shirt See, didn't I, get I didn't, caught I in it. I was and always slam afraid. Me into the like, screen. Yeah, I was that kid that's like afraid of getting sucked down the escalator. So I was always afraid like of you know skimming my hand and getting my hand sucked down underneath the ball and then losing an arm. That kid is back on the Golden Team Machine. <laughs> There's not a day, not a week that goes by <laughs> where some kid. Just quoting mall rats. It's fresh in my mind for some I reason. Mall rats. Uh, no spoilers. I didn't say anything. I just said mall rats is fresh in my mind. You kind of did a spoiler by saying no spoilers. People don't know what the hell we're talking about. Usually that's the case. All right, here's your next pick. So, like you said, not every uh, game is the most complex thing out there. Right. Uh, and this is Solar Striker. 
Okay. It's a, a space solar uh, scroller sh- uh, shooter. Solar scroller. Solar scroller shooter. Um, I don't even talk that good to begin with. Um, it's a. Uh, it was developed. It was developed by Nintendo and Minakuchi Engineering. Okay. Um, and this was released you know, back in uh, back in ninety, and it was. A very so, simple game. This is a made by Nintendo game. Uh, yeah. So I guess they would take the credit for it. Like, I, they, yeah, they had their hands in it, but they outsourced. I think a majority of it, but we're still rather hands on. Um, and uh, it was similar in the line in the vein of like uh, your 1942 or uh, the top down uh, segments of a uh, uh, life force. Um. And uh, or other, you know, uh, Space Invader-esque kind of thing. You know, enemies are coming at you and you have to shoot them Mm -hmm. as they're coming at you. And they occasionally spit little balls of, uh, you know, laser at you. Yeah, I've Um, seen that. Yeah. Um, It's a fun game. It's a very basic game. Uh, Like, you know how you have, you would have upgrades in... um, uh, I keep going back to Life Force, um, just because like the upgrades were really complex. Okay. Um, similar to, like the guns you had in, in like Contra, where we like alter your weapon. Each time you got an upgrade, you just kind of multiplied your laser beam output. So you would sh- instead of one blast, you'd shoot two. Then you'd shoot two a little faster. Then three. Then three a little faster. Then finally, you get like these little photon torpedo looking beamy kind of things. Right. Uh, and those do a good chunk of damage. Um, now most of the enemies are like one hit kills, okay. but you start coming up with harder, like between the bosses and like the tanks on some of the levels. Um, so it's progressively harder. It, it yeah. And the it's a very a good hard... game. Yeah. Um, it, it is a good game and for its simplicity and it was addicting and it was kind of like, I would pick it up when I just kind of needed a hit. Like <laughs> I just wanted to. Yeah. That's yeah, how, like... kind of like how I treated golf. Yeah. Just you yeah. pick it up. You always go back to it, just because mm-hmm. it's kind of like how modern, uh, like iPhone games are set up. Yes, exactly. Like Candy Crush oh. or how mm-hmm. like Tetris was. Yeah, and this game was so hard. I never intended on. I I had no you know thought of beating it. It wasn't going to happen. And like well, with Mario Golf, you know, you'd put it down, pick up, and you'd take pick up wherever you left off. And this I'd have to start all over again, but it didn't matter because I had more fun playing the first beginning of the level because I wouldn't die instantly. Right. Um, as opposed to like three, I think when you're down in like the city streets. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and and as far as the enemies go, there was nothing too extraordinary about them. There's a couple cool ones here and there, but for the most part, they they beat you with volume. You know, they would just yeah. throw more and more out at you. And I watched, like, you know, for the show, I was watching just long Game Boy playthroughs on my phone. And, uh, yeah, you could tell when guys, you know, when you have those savants that can master the patterns. Because you see them moving in a way that doesn't make sense that you normally would. But they they know what's coming, and they memorize the patterns, and it's just a matter of that. And you can, you know, beat the game with one life, um, which is absurd. Uh the music was pretty cool, uh, and then there was just a uh, again it was a, it was a scroller, you know, a vertical scroller. But it, the animation in the background 
was cool and it made it feel like it would go faster sometimes but even though the enemies would approach you at the same speed the background itself would just scroll faster and it would feel like you're kind of just taking off that's pretty cool like a light speed yeah. jump yeah not not so much yeah not so much that like it was just like you would like kind of go into like an afterburn kind of thing um yeah it, it was it was a fun game it was an overwhelming game it was definitely tough um, I, I usually always saw the, uh, there's two screens that you can see when the game is over and, uh, one would just say, uh, game over. All your uh, base which, are belong to us. It, very similar to that or uh, winner is you. Yeah. Um, but I would always see the just game over screen with your, uh, fighter, your solar striker, um, from the uh, Federal Earth Army, mm, go crashing into army. the ocean. Yeah. Um, Isn't Trump uh, trying to start I'm, that? I th no, he already has it. Uh, it's already. Oh wait, there. no, the Star it's Star Force, right? The Space Force. Space Force. Yeah. Space Force. Dude, I'm I'm up for I'm up for spaceships with laser beams. Right. If we start a true Space Force, I'm enlisting. Yes. It's anything like Starship uh, Troopers. It's gonna be fun. Dude, yeah, because they had a great time. <laughs> Um, I mean, in the beginning, like, 20 minutes of the movie they did. Well, what about the guy that took his helmet off? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be me. So I'm I'm just, yeah, I'm not, uh, no, you do have, kind of have that Casper Van Dien thing going for you, though. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'm, I'm your Jake Busey to your Casper Van Dien. All right, let's uh, join the Space Force. And then, uh, or, or if you beat the game, you get the, the, the sentiment, the, the sentimental message, uh, final mission is over. When I sign up for the Space Force, Squeezer. Yes. And they're like, who are you with? And I'm like, no, I'm I'm Solo. Are they going to change my name to Ryan Solo? You can give it a try. And, or you have to, like, and what that. could possibly be the worst retconning of a name ever? I like that movie a lot, but that made me cringe. <laughs> Uh, could and can I though? Like when I sign up, can I look around and like? So where's my astromech droid? Like what? I'm like I get a little robot buddy now, right? <laughs> That's the resistance. Ah, oh, damn it! All right, well I'm gonna wait and join a resistance because I'm sure it's coming. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want a little toaster driving around and bumping into my ankles. Right. If we're getting into the space force, I'm sure a resistance is building. Oh, I just okay. want the one with the better spaceships. Yeah, well, ironically, that's the poor resistance. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, the rest they just they use volume, similar to the enemies in Solar Striker. They just send a couple thousand Tie Fighters out at you. Thousand Tie Fighters, um, but very fun game. Oh uh, yeah, very Solar addictive Striker, yeah. for what uh, short period of time? Uh, I would survive it. How many times playing it do you say one in a million shot, kid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yourself. it was definitely as if it was definitely one of those uh, you treat it as a as a Star Wars simulator, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's all you did. That's all I did with those games when I, I was a kid, including playing the the simulator arcade game. And I you know, build your own little cockpit. <laughs> I like pillow cushions or something. Oh, come on. <laughs> Uh, there's there's enough gadgets for the Game Boy where you could possibly have a real feeling that you're in a cockpit with every oh, like, yeah. add-on. Oh yeah, I had like I said, I had the one with the magnifier screen and the flip-out uh, speakers and 
all the attachments and wires. Yeah, flicking all like the the switches and pulling everything out makes you kind of feel like you're. Even though that power switch didn't do anything, because. Yeah, but it. I mean, uh, technically, yeah, just... you. But in your mind, it's doing something. Oh hell yeah! Right. Yeah, yeah. I, w- That's I would. That's the sub... perfect. Yeah, I'd ha- I'd take out like the old typewriter and put it next to me, so it was like extra little buttons I could push. Mm-hmm. When we had a typewriter. <laughs> I did. I, I that's w- how I type my shit until that's when I, I was talking to some of the young youngins that we work with and some of the older guys and they were you know slamming me for being a millennial. I'm like, look, I am, but I'm a lot different than these guys. And here's the thing: up until I was a teenager, you could say, uh, uh, okay, I was 11. I don't know. I had a typewriter in my house when I had to type my school projects. I didn't have a computer in my home. We had I didn't a, have a the internet processor. until I was. Yeah, but still, that that's a word processor is, is you know along the same. It's a it's a fancy typewriter. Yeah, it's, you know? it's exactly a fancy typewriter. Um, I uh, you know, I didn't have I didn't grow up with the internet. You could say like I didn't have the internet until I was like eleven or twelve, and it didn't really even mean anything until I was even older. Yeah, so there really wasn't there, much to it. There's a big difference in that age gap of you almost have to take, all right, fine, if you don't want to make us Gen Xers or whatever, um, which I guess you would be. There's a name for us. We're, we're called like tweeners or something. Yeah, like there, there's something from like, you know, early 80s to maybe early 90s or even early 80s to late 80s or something. You know, there's that little bubble where it just, like a lot of us had cell phones in high school, but they're the size of a brick, and they couldn't yep. do anything but make calls. I was still better off. I still had to have my graphing calculator to do everything else and play games. <laughs> yeah, my T eighty three bowling and drug wars. Yeah, I had some weird Final Fantasy clone too, which talks about Final Fantasy clones. We'll get to it later. Also, can we address one thing, Squeezer? Yeah. If we sound a little wonky, like not like the rest of the podcast. Like something happened? Yeah, we lost half the podcast. Uh, so we're re-recording, but I am down in Florida, and you are up in Pennsylvania. I am down in my basement. <laughs> You're down in your basement. <laughs> your lair. Are, do you black out the windows with comforters down there to make it feel? I don't, ha- I don't have to. It's well, all the all the windows are outside my my realm, my my studio, if you will. Are you on a Spider-Man beanbag chair? God, that would be so awesome. That's what we, I need to get that for you. That, that's like It'd your rosebud. It would bud. make too much noise. You just hear me swish, 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 swishing around. Swishing around. I was around. trying to make the sound and use the word at the yeah, same no, time. I, I, you're onomatopoeing. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's why it sounds... It, hopefully, we've got... I got you into one channel of a recorder and me into the other channel of a recorder, and we're doing this. Um, the only it's th- roughly the same setup we had for the car. Uh, no, without the audio board. We actually had a little board in the car. Oh, you're not using the board? No, remember I told you I left it in the caliper? Oh, I thought you left the sound. Ca- oh, okay. No, the board is in the, the the caliper. I don't have the board. Gotcha. So it's roughly. You run it down here? Yeah, if you could. Um, so, yeah, that's why we might sound. A little weird, and that's why you might hear a little rustling on my mic because I'm holding a stick mic used to interview uh, professional baseball players. Uh, but now it's getting putting being put to good use. 
That is a fact. Um, Hope you rinse that thing off before you start talking into it. I hold it at a nice, safe distance okay, from them. Yeah, good. yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm not for them. Yeah, no, I know. I'm not putting it in their face. Yeah, you know, keep okay, it away. Okay, I meant for their safety. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to hear my my next pick? I do. All right. Here it is. This is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Fall of the Foot Clan. Uh, and this was a big deal because this was the first ever Turtles game released on the Game Boy. Um, I didn't get this right away. Uh, my friend, the same friend who got the same like rich Catholic school friend of mine who got uh, Re Metroid 2 Return of Samus and didn't want to play it and let me play it every time I was over there. He had this too. Mm -hmm. And he didn't even give a shit, like, like rich kids. That's how rich kids really are with their shit. Ah. Um, it was a fairly simple platformer, like beat 'em up, and it stole some sound effects from the NES game to kind of like relate it. And it's got kind of the same, like, idea that you play, uh, you can you take control of uh, one of the four turtles through these five different stages, and you're fighting Krang and Shredder's guys. Um, Foot soldiers, Mausers, uh, all the all the usual suspects show up, and if a turtle dies or, uh, or runs out of health, he's captured. He's not dead. You know what I mean? Your mm -hmm. turtle has been captured. That was like a side game. There's like little side bonus games you could find with Splinter. Oh, cool. Um, so once uh. Once your turtle runs out of health, you have to select another turtle to pick up where he left off, just like in the NES game. Now, if all four are captured or dead, then your game's over and you got to restart. Um, you could uh, regain lost health by collecting pizza, of course, that just like in the real world. Um, you could also win uh, extra health by winning those little splinter mini, mini, mini games. Uh, and the five stages each has their own like end boss. And uh, you could uh, choose just like Castlevania's Simon's or Belmont's Revenge. Uh, you could choose which stage you start on. Oh, cool! But the tricky part is the game needs to be completed from stage one to see the full ending. But it's good in that like you can like go on a hard stage. You, mm -hmm. could, you could go. You go to the stage you have trouble with and like master it. And then go okay. back to stage one and complete it and get the full ending. I like that. And even if you're not going to master it, you at least get to see what else is out there. There's how many games have you played where you never get to see the full thing because you suck? Yeah, right. Exactly. See every level. Uh, and I suck. So I was, Game Genie was helping me see every level. Oh, yeah. Um, this game was great in that uh, uh, it incorporated like a big for – for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles – uh, when they optioned it from Eastman and Laird, um, their first instinct was to make action figures out of it. So, I mean, I, I have I have a video that, that will be on YouTube at some point. Where I have the whole script. I have everything laid down. I just got to finish. You know what? I finish it when I'm down in Florida. I, I have nothing else to do aside from work. So, and watch Trailer Park Boys in anticipation for the animated series at the end of the month. So, 
uh, Eastman and Laird met this guy who was in the licensing. He licensed it. He made like a like an a action figure doll, this thing, and sent it out to people. He got playmates who never made an action figure before to say, "We're going to make these." And this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pretty much made playmates. Then he got playmates to pony up for a pilot to a TV show, um, the cartoon, and the cartoon got made in syndication. You forget that that didn't like really belong to a network that was syndicated. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, it went from there. Movies. Uh, it was all meant to sell action figures, though. The yeah. cartoon was meant 22 to sell. 22-minute commercial. Yes, the cartoon was meant to sell action figures. The games were meant to, well, end games, and the games were meant to sell action figures, and the movies were meant to sell action figures, and it was all meant to sell action figures. And it worked it gloriously. Worked. Just like He-Man and the Masters of the Universe before it. Mm-hmm. It was a big. They realized they could sell action figures with cartoons. Um, and thank God for that. If you look at most boys' action figure lines after Masters of the Universe, you'll see the same um, trend until like the '90s when they start getting movie licenses and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then they then the government getting involved too. No, that IO shit. Right, you had to learn something from a TV show. Mm-hmm. It had to be um, enriching in your life. And tell me that Ninja Turtles wasn't enriching in your life. It enriched me greatly, and I learned all kinds of things. I learned the names of four Renaissance artists. Yeah. This is still one of my uh, favorite turtle games to play. It looks great. Um, like it looks fun. Like, like you're saying, it has the gameplay of the first game, but it has like it seems like the artwork of Turtles Arcade. Yes, uh, it's like they. Uh, no, it's not really the. Uh, I guess yeah, that's exactly how it is. <laughs> that's exactly what it. And I'm thinking. I'm like, yes, that's exactly exactly what it is. Uh, it's a little bit of the gameplay of the second game too, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of the first game blended with the second game. Uh, I would have to rank this with the NES game as my two favorites. And then the arcade game uh, doesn't like, I like the arcade version better than Nintendo one, obviously, but I like the Nintendo one, then turtles in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one's up there. It's up there. Um, but yeah, that's uh, all I got on Turtles in Time. Uh, not Turtles in Time. Follow the Foot Clan, I should say. And now it's time for Squeeze, your next pick. Pick three for Squeezer. I know this song. Oh yeah? Are you uh are you a fan of the Mortal Kombat 2 for Game Boy? I never played it. I, I told the story on the podcast before of me playing Mortal Kombat 1. If you remember Squeezer? Yes. Yeah, my uh just to recap, my dad uh, I was homesick and my dad stayed home with me and he's like, uh, let's go to Blockbuster and rent you a game to play. Only one. I rented Mortal Kombat for Game Boy. Big mistake. About 10 minutes yeah. of fun. Then I was bored the rest of the day. And my dad's like, well, you got to make it last because that's that's <laughs> all you got. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It, it's a vast improvement over the first one. Trust me. Okay, well, that's good. Um, 
uh, all all around uh, much better game, and it, it's 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 a good game for Game Boy. It's not perfect in any way. The, the fact is, Mortal Kombat Two is a very aggressive title, and not just in the violence factor. Just for at the time, there's a lot going on in that game. Um, you know, for that kind of system, right. and uh, so they had um. They had to cut a lot out, and uh, I mean they had to cut out characters, they had to cut out levels, and it's also for Nintendo, so they cut out the blood, but it doesn't even matter because it's monochrome anyway, so you're not really going to see the blood. Um, and th- so they cut down a number of characters, which left you with um, Liu Kang, Shang Tsung, and Jax, and then uh, Katana and Melina. So right there, it's the same character. You know, you just, it, they're oh, palette yeah. swaps to begin with. Now you suck the color out. They look exactly the same. They would shade them just slightly different um, to see the difference, especially when two of them were on the screen at the same time. And names didn't come up in the selection screen. So you kind of had to guess the first time around until you knew who was who. Mm-hmm. Because then your other three are, of course, Scorpion, Sub Zero, and Reptile. Again, all palette swaps. So, and I got a quick sidebar about the palette swapping mm-hmm. uh, for those those guys, especially like in that era. As it's when it, Hewlett Packard first started introducing like color inkjet printers, and you know how they work now. Uh, there's not even just two cart. Some have two cartridges, a, a black and a, a, a CMY color cartridge. Mm-hmm. And then some have it broken down into black and then uh, a C, uh, a cyan, magenta, and yellow um, for the four color completely. Uh, but the original ones had just one cartridge. It had uh, like the, the color cartridge only. And to make black it would it would uh uh it would merge all the colors in the so it'd print everything and it'd use mm-hmm. tons of ink it like wasted tons of ink and around this yeah. time I f- i've like first started like i'm a, pretty much a photoshop i'm not i wouldn't say a master but i'm pretty damn close squeeze you know how good i am You're at good. fucking around with photoshop yeah um shout out to ian and doing those um late night touch-ups for Vogue magazine for Marquesa, my roommate in college. He was dating a girl, worked for some fashion designer. And it had me do, I guess the Vogue deadline was 1 a.m. And he'd have me like touch up, like change colors of nails on models and whatnot at like 1230 at night. Uh, So it was good. It was a good experience. But I would, back then, I had like Paint Shop Pro or something like rudimentary. And I would would get like a a, a image of uh, like scorpion or sub-zero and then i'd like color palette swap the the gi to make it like a purple or some color that wasn't used yet and then create like a whole backstory and like powers and abilities and fatalities and babalities these guys and i did it with my friend down the street matt and i'd print them all out in this inkjet (laughs) printer and like i'd go through a whole cartridge my dad was furious because those were like 70 60 70 bucks back then too. (laughs) yeah and then you'd print it out, and you'd have this big, heavy, soggy piece of paper. Yeah, because it, that used it a would lot dry of and then crinkle up a little bit, like a like a shrinkadink, because it just saturated so much. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but did this have like fatalities and whatnot? This game. 
Yeah, it still had fatalities. Um, they weren't as violent because you couldn't have as much detail, but it was pretty close. Like, you know, Luke Kang would still, like, turn into the dragon and Scorpion would rip his mask off and, and Bernie up. Um, some Everyone had a couple combos and stuff. Like, you'd have Katana's fans. Scorpion would do his spears, uh, you know, and uh, Shang Tsung would, cha- would sh- uh, shapeshift. Sing, sing. Um, uh, I'm still getting over that cold. I don't know what it is. It's just not going away. Um, but yeah, everything was still there. It wasn't... Um, the, the biggest hit, I, w- I would say, that it takes, you know, even the color is one thing, but is the sound. And it's just because you don't have all that ability to express the violence, which if you think about, you know, real violence it's sometimes just the sound of it of a violent act is more than enough you know mm-hmm. to be uh visceral right. i mean a, a lot of stuff that you see is um, you know especially in movies and tv a lot of times you do it off camera and it's even more violent not like seeing cutting it. someone's ear off yes like cutting someone's ear off yeah. and just the gurgling screaming sound that yeah. goes with um yeah tarantino was known for that people complain that his movies are so violent and they are, but there's more violence off screen. Yeah. Until yeah. He, then he did kill Bill and just said, fuck it. Yeah. But uh, even like the most violent scene, he went black and white. True. Well, and, that and, was after the fact. No, he I was. Don't a, think that he he was did, a, I don't think he intended to. No, he always did. Are you sure about that? Yeah. The violence was so cartoonish. There's no. Yeah. He was. I, I don't know. I could be talking at my ass, I, but I think he always intended for it to be black and white. Hmm. He didn't do it in an edit for the MPAA. I didn't think it was done for the edit in the MPAA. I thought it was somewhere in between. Like it wasn't that it was it was done that way. I mean, I think it makes film, but um, yeah, it would have looked ridiculous all in color. I think as as ridiculous as that said. Uh, but the the sound uh, does I think hurt it a little bit. And it's it's kind of ironic that you know the you know the the uh, the uppercut leading to the Dan Forden uh, pop in going toasty right. Uh, he's the uh, sound designer for Mortal Kombat. They still leave that in, so it's a little. I, I guess uh, I guess is ironic the right word because no one ever uses it properly. That sure. they still use they still use that of him popping in only he doesn't say anything. From your sound designer. It's just an image. Yeah, it's just him. And but the thing is, when you see it, you know it. You know it's there. Everyone knows it because here, here's here's my my takeaway from Mortal Kombat 2 for Game Boy, and it's a good game. As as a standalone game on its own, I'm like, uh, it's a great companion piece right. to Mortal Kombat. If you know, yeah, that, that makes sense. If you played it, yeah, it's yeah. not to be sold. It's the first time you're playing Mortal Kombat 2 better not be on Game Boy or probably no. Game Gear for that matter. I know Game no. Gear had a version too. Mm-hmm. I think no, I have it actually. On Game Gear? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's – and like when I, I told the story too, like my uh, cousin when he used to have – or second, third cousin twice from – I don't know, my mom's cousin's kid, but we were like cousins, so it doesn't matter. Um, and we'd have like still get married, big... I think. Good. Excellent. I'll go – I'll send him a text, see if he's available. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we'd have these big Mortal Kombat tournaments all night, like all through the night, like no sleep, just five in the morning, still playing guys just doing Mortal Kombat. 
uh, on Genesis. Yeah. But in between, you would take a you would you know, like halfway through your rotation, you would go and you would play it on Game Boy. Right. Um, and it was like a separate little tournament over there just to kind of fill the void. And it was it was it wasn't as good as like winning the the Genesis one, but it was like the I want to say Intercontinental. It, it was a European title that that you would be crowned. You know, uh, it wasn't it wasn't great, but it was something to put around your waist. You say friends as in more than one friend. Oh, there were many of us. Oh man, I'm not yeah. used to this. Yeah, big my big slumber party with all the boys. My one friend and I did the same thing, but it was just the two of us. He had Genesis and I had Super Nintendo. So uh, when it was uh, sleepover at Ryan's house, it would be Super Nintendo. And when we are down at Matt's, we were obviously playing Genesis. Why don't grown ups get to have sleepovers anymore? I don't know. Like I want to, I want to show up to uh, to your house in my pajamas with my sneakers, holding a sleeping bag and like a little baggie with like an extra change of underwear, my toothbrush, and like a movie that I picked up from Blockbuster on the way over. Yeah, well, uh, and then we while drink... my mom sits in, sits in the street and waits till you let me in, and then she'll drive away and honk. <laughs> we drink soda. You know, I normally wasn't allowed to do that, and my friend. Yeah. Yeah, we can drink soda. We won't. We don't even have to drink. We don't have to get hammered. We can sit there. We can drink soda and and uh, order a pizza, deep dish. Yeah, we'll, or, we'll order a pizza. And Domino's. Uh, can we go Pizza Hut just for the shits and giggles? Literally, sure, as long as it's deep. <laughs> as long as it's deep dish. Stuff crust. Stuff crust. Yeah, and I'll. Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't want to have a I'm, seizure if I'm. This is gonna happen. What that the deep dish cheese is like does something to you? No, remember the the it doesn't. But the first time I I had so I think I've told this I've had I had a really bad migraines growing growing up as a kid, and when I hit puberty, they would throw me into seizures. I grew out of it. I'm fine. It's been since it's been like 15 years since I've had one. Uh, knock on wood. But um, the first time I ever had one, I was begging my mom to order me the stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut because David. Uh, Robertson and Dennis the Worm Rodman were in the commercial, and I was a huge Dennis Rodman fan. So it was in April when it came out, and I was outside playing basketball out in the driveway, like forever. And I came in, and I'm eating this deep dish pizza. Oh, not this deep dish. Why I keep saying deep dish? The stuffed crust pizza. All of a sudden, boom on the floor, and <laughs> my mom blamed the fucking stuffed crust pizza hard. Ah, uh, yeah, full full blame went to stuffed crust pizza, unwarranted. But nonetheless, yeah, it, I, I survived. Anyway, so uh, what else did we do? Um, stay up all night. Play, we played outside in the summer until it was like the last possible minute. Oh, and, yeah. And then as we got older, as soon as parents went to bed, whoop, back outside on the bikes. Mm-hmm. Going back to Texas, the 24-hour Texaco uh, you know, doing nonsense, being outside at, at night, like little burning lost, stuff, like little lost boys. Yeah, like yeah. buying those like little cedar balls from the and and isopropyl alcohol and thinking you're gonna make these giant flaming like balls that it's gonna terrorize the neighborhood and realizing the science of it just doesn't work out. No. Yeah. And um, yeah. 
These are all true stories. Those were the days. Telling you, we can do it. I don't get it now. Like I talked to our friend Jimmy about his kid. He's eleven, and and you know they like to go outside. And Jimmy's like, well, I don't like him going outside if I'm not home. But nothing's changed. There's no difference. It's just reported more. You read it more with social media. Nothing has changed. In fact, kids are probably safer now. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree, but then, you know, something does happen, and then you, you know. Yeah, but our parents just, I, I did, did they just not care? Like, I don't. Like, I mean, after they went to bed, they did not want us out. We just snuck out. But, yeah. like, we would be outside. Like, play video games was only if it was raining or too cold out. Every other time, it was... You know, or if like we were younger and we couldn't go back outside, but you waited to for play video games until you know, you drowned every last second out of outside. Yeah. Being outside was it it's everything. Mm-hmm. I that's how it was for me. I don't I, I don't disagree. No, no, I'm I'm with you. I absolutely I agree with you. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, you just want to throw a blanket on your window so your friends can't see you so you can play video games. Yeah. But, but even uh, in the winter, like, yeah, you'd be inside some days, but as, as soon as you got a chance to go explore the snow, like we were outside. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And you just, like we talked about, you'd see how long you could stay out there just to survive. You're I, like, oh, I'm surviving. It's like, there's three inches of snow out there. It's 32 yeah. degrees out. I, I don't know if it was ever survived for me, but it was, it was, I'm out here and my, my snow boots, my snow pants, my snow jacket, yeah. my freaky freezies, my hat, and I'm fucking living life. I'm pretending I'm ice skating and Hulk Hogan's my girlfriend, Tonya Harding. Uh, that story is in the archives for, what is it? Winter, winter things. Uh, something along those lines. Yeah, if you can find an episode where we talk about winter shit, uh, I tell some weird story about me pretending my Hulk Hogan bed buddy was Tony Harding. Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Good pick, Squeeze. Thanks. I like the picks that get us to reminisce. Yeah. That's, that's what this show's all about. Uh, reminiscing. About rad year stuff. My next. I'm reminiscing about rad years right now. We absolutely are. My next. Like, like, I like. We just did this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think this one's kind of going better, don't you? I uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, we did good. We, we I mean, did it, good. it was it was a great show. It's a great. Uh, the sec that half was a great show. You'll hear half of it, but the half was another great show, and I think we're just upping the game now. We're doing better. Sometimes you need practice. Yeah, it's it's practice. Practice. Talking about practice. Allen Iverson squeezer. Yeah, I, I yeah. I wasn't sure if you were following. Nope. I I remember him. It was basketball, right? <laughs> I think so. Cool. All right, my next pick uh, infuriated me, uh, and I'll tell you why. That is the intro to Final Fantasy Adventure for Game Boy. Um, let me tell you why this infuriated me, Squeezer. And then change my perception. Uh, so 
when Final Fantasy came out, I think in 1990 for for Nintendo. Uh, my friend bought it. I eventually got it on like clearance at KB. I got it for like fourteen bucks. My own copy, but Matt, the same friend that we I were just talking about, he got this game, and I have I still have. I showed you the Nintendo Player's Guide for this, like the Power mm-hmm. Guide, and yeah. um, I was I was so obsessed with Final Fantasy, I wanted to get its Game Boy counterpart, so. Back in 1991, we didn't really we had I had Prodigy Internet, so I'd sign in as JYEV35C. I'd do as much as I could without paying any extras because my dad had me locked out of paying anything. And uh, you could play like a free round of Guts, which was their trivia game. It I, it wasn't with Mo going on to the next game. <laughs> Aw. Oh. So, um. I couldn't look up any information about the game. I just had the back of the box to go off. And I was trying to line up the 50 different versions of Final Fantasy Legends and Adventure to figure out which one was the closest to the original. I eventually settled on Final Fantasy Adventure. And fuck was I let down. Oh. Yeah. um, What happened? So... I guess Squaresoft had licenses to a bunch of different RPGs from Japan that were made on Game Boy, and they just took them, ported them to America, and slapped the Final Fantasy name on them. Oh. Uh, Legends is its own series, and Final Fantasy Adventure series is actually the um, Secrets of Mana games. And uh, Final Fantasy Adventure was the first Secret of Mana game. Hmm. So I was pretty pissed. This game was not Final Fantasy at all. In the way that I really liked it, it was more like um, the original Zelda. Okay. Blended with Final. Like an action RPG. It's more yeah. Western. Um, Top-down action RPG. Looking yeah. at it, I kind I see like a Crystallis when I look at it. You know. Yeah, yeah, and probably part of the reason why I wound up like uh, really digging it, um, like in, in like. Well, okay, so I hated it, and I'm like, I'm done with this. I'm not playing, but I bought it with my own money, and it was like 40 bucks for a Game mm-hmm. Boy game. So um, since I paid so much for it, I eventually decided I was going to get my monies out of it, my money out of it, and I was going to play it. But again, no internet, no walkthrough. I just had to figure it on my own. And once I figured it out and got the feel for it, I really started to enjoy it. You can collect tons of weapons, which, you know, that basically makes you realize it's a secret of mana game because that's what those games are all about. And the thing I liked the most of it was the point allocation system. Mm-hmm. Like when you level up, you just don't like, oh, your hit points go this, your magic points go this. You just get points. And then you allocate it to whatever you want. So you can make your, your fighting stronger, your magic stronger, your evading stronger based on like where you are in the game. And it's a strategy to make your character like, you know, uh, like doling out the points to different parts to what you want to do. Like if you need to use a spell, you could like rack up your magic points uh, and, and be like a badass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was creating. Absolutely. Yeah. It's creating like your ideal character, not mm-hmm. shoehorning uh, your, your stats into a character you had to pick. Uh, but yeah, the Final Fantasy, the, uh, they re- the, the, would re-release this for Game Boy Advance as like Sword of Mana. It was a remake. And I believe okay. it's on the iPhone. I got to check it. I, there's so many fucking Mana games. 
But yeah, Squaresoft was just like, fuck it. We'll just take... No- Americans don't know anything. We're releasing all these Final Fantasy games like randomly anyway that, you know, who cares if... <clears throat> Interesting. So it didn't even... There's nowhere that it would even like fit into the canon either. No, there's no canon really in Final Fantasy. <laughs> it's all over the place. <laughs> Good point. Um, so yeah. Right now out there though, there's like one expert that knows. Okay, everything. all right, you expert. Yeah. And then you explain to me the canon of fucking Legend of Zelda, and and two paragraphs, and I will see you're correct. Uh. Zelda's the girl. You're actually Link. No, but Link's a different person every time. Link's just the hero of time. It doesn't. It's not necessarily the same person. Well, yeah, but yeah, I know. Yeah, that's well, always it, the same then, thing. That's that's always the constant. Ganon or Ganondorf's the, same... the big bad. Zelda's yeah. always the princess in need, and Link is always the hero. Yes. But is it is it the same Zelda? We don't know. I have no idea. Oh shit. Yeah, there's different timelines, different storylines. Give me that creepy ass owl to have it explain it to me. Yeah. Are you gonna buy a Switch just to get the remake of I kinda wanna Awakening? Uh, we have yeah, one. And Chantry so has one. Um we we played like half hour of Breath of the Wild. And I I spent a hundred and seventy bucks to buy the two D S and the uh Ocarina of Time and I really haven't played it since like January. Mm-hmm. Um I can't justify another video game system for myself is it is it is three too early to buy a system for it's too early to buy a video game system for a toddler no i had a commodore 64 at that age all right she's getting one for early christmas in march ah that's a good dad yeah i don't want her to play it though you know i gotta try to keep you know screen time down so and I got to approve everything that she plays, so I got to play it, I guess. Well, I mean, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to see if it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want her exposed to some weird Japanese doll shit. <laughs> oh yeah, that Momo thing. Yeah, it's fucking creepy. I was, I was so fuck. People are so messed up. Who would even do that? Like, who would first of all sculpt that thing? I uh, yeah. And who would make? parents like who would scare like you're, you're not it's fun terrifying like I, I i get that you're scared and i know our friend um the crypt sleeper on instagram was saying like he was just like if you do this like you harm a child you should die yes and they're absolutely right well i also feel that just by you know creating peppa pig and putting peppa pig out there i have no uh what's peppa pig uh one of the uh cartoons where it was showing up in um, uh, I, I want to destroy that friendly little um, swine as it stands. But like yeah, you, never, you throw it, in there, that weird no little thing. Way to make a kid just commit suicide just by having a uh, YouTube video. You agree, right? <laughs> uh, it doesn't help. I know, I know. But it's still, I mean, people are fucked up to do that. Yeah. You have to put parents on. I feel like. Uh, first, oh, of, yeah, you, you got to 
You, you really do. You got to watch that shit. Yeah. I didn't think I would ever have to have, be like saying this and thinking that. I'm like, ah, they're fine. No, no. I mean, my parents, had, my dad had a trap, uh, a cable trap. So it was just like little silver cylinder that like as the cable came into the house, he put it on there and it blocked MTV. Huh. He also had one. Mine had one too, but there was just some uh, jelly beans underneath the cardboard box and the stick. <laughs> uh, it worked. It worked. There was a trap. Uh <laughs> If only you had a blob with you, you could have gotten out by feeding it those jelly beans. We'll get to that later. Um, oh, snap, tease. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that Momo shit is just fucking stupid, and not stupid for people to be upset about it. Stupid for the idiots who fucking did it to begin with. Unless you're a fan looking. of our show, then uh, you know we yeah. you know appreciate you know your right. creative works. Sure, I doubt we, it. No. We're about happiness and fondness and fun. That's fucking yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Not not my cup of tea. Um, my turn? Uh, I guess it is your turn. I guess I said everything I have to say about Final Fantasy Adventure and how it pissed me off and then I came to love it. it it's We can make a rom-com out of me and Final Fantasy Adventure. <laughs> All right, here's your next pick. You know, for how bad the Mortal Kombat song sounded in Game Boy, this sounds pretty freaking good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, every I mean it's it's legendary. We all know we all know the contrast soundtrack. Yeah, but this is the Game Boy is this the Game Boy one? It is the Game Boy version, yes. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like that's a solid recreation. That's a true art form to be able to create a song with eight bits to work with. Um yeah. Um, so Operation C, uh, for Game Boy, uh, it was the uh, sequel successor to, um, uh, Super C, which was a sequel to, um, the original Contra. Uh, awesome game, hard game, as, you know, all kind of games are. It game if it wasn't hard. Yeah. And, uh. It was, it, it really, it took a lot from uh, Super C. Uh, uh, the, uh, it was the first game, it had the, the elevation changes. Oh, okay. Um, that you can up and down ramps and stuff. And uh, as uh, opposed to the first Contra game where you would, the the secondary uh, uh, gameplay action would be like that over the shoulder POV going forward. Um this became top down, um, similar to uh, Super C, mm. which d- it made it even more insane because then you have enemies coming at you from behind stuff. It was actually a pretty uh, damn difficult game, uh, but they they did start you off with a all out machine gun this time, so that was nice of them. Oh, yeah. nice! Um, it's it's a really fun game. It's a really pretty game um, for a Game Boy game. Just the way they do like the shading and stuff. And like all all the details with like uh, scaffolding and 
destroyed buildings and and like you know the piping and stuff that you got to climb around on. It looks really good. Um, yeah, Konami like, killed it with, like they did uh, my first pick, uh, Belmont's Revenge, and they really, um, they really like put effort into their Game Boy games. Uh, mm-hmm. Made made sure that they were, for the most part, there were some duds like the first Castlevania, mm-hmm. uh, but they made sure they were solid games. Uh, just they just didn't put faces on their character. I don't know if you notice. Uh, I'm looking at the gameplay here. Simon Belmont doesn't have a face, <laughs> or I'm sorry, Chris Belmont doesn't have a face. Oh, yeah. And uh, these two characters don't seem to have a face either. Well, my my guess is that they didn't want to have to pay royalties to a ver- variety of '80s uh, action stars um, that these characters and settings and you know scenarios are clearly ripped out of. Uh, I mean, it's it's. It's clearly a predator alien, some kind of Rambo esque, just hunks running around with no shirts on and headbands, um, blasting stuff with giant machine guns. Yeah, hunks. They're definitely. I don't. Nice. I, yeah, I don't know if you can. Uh, I don't know if you can copyright that, like that whole concept. Like oh, I, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's like Christmas. I don't think you can copyright it because if you could. Um, there's a certain James Cameron that would be making a lot of money off these games. <laughs> um, a couple of hunks well, I, with muscles and machine guns and headbands. Yeah. Well, I have an idea, and it's w- eventually in the near future, uh, maybe distant. Who knows? We got a lot on the books, um, on the schedule for a while yet. But uh, when we do the next uh, pitches show, where we pitch uh, our own. Uh, spin-offs or sequels our own deaths uh i i have my my contra pitch in the works so it'll be entertaining if not extremely violent well i mean i would assume so would you do a lot of the deaths off camera no, no, no. You got to do them all on camera. Okay. And like right to the camera. <laughs> like, this like, is going to happen now. Like, we'll highlight it. Okay. We'll do like that you're doing blocking. Look. You're doing blocking. You're like, all right. And turn to die at hard camera and die. Blood oh, yeah. Spurt. It's gonna, It's not It's not serious. It's going to be the most over the top. Uh, I don't, I don't, it wouldn't, it, it's somewhere between an homage and a parody. Hmm. Somewhere in between there. It's a fine fine line. Hmm. Sh- speaking of fine lines, I'm looking at all the lines of all like the brickwork going back. Like this is stuff that's not necessary to a game. But like the road that they're running on, like underneath them is like all this detailed like brick and stone and sewer pipes and you know, like the shading and stuff. Like it's it's unnecessary to the actual gameplay of it. And there are companies and games that, you know, they kind of let that slide. But this, it's like everything kind of just, all those little details made it just that much more enjoyable to, like, play. Yeah, it's, they, again, they, they put time and effort into a Game Boy game where while some felt rushed and, like, a second, I don't know, I, I feel like you could make a killing by making a good Game Boy game. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, Nintendo's going to bust their ass to make great Nintendo games because they're trying to. Se- they got to sell the software to sell the hardware. But sure. um, other companies, like you know, could have focused on. But apparently, Game Boy was uh, actually fun to develop for. Like the limitations and challenges, huh? Set to, had like sparked creativity in people. Like, oh, I can make it do this. I can do this, which led to some of. The, some of my favorite games to this day are Game Boy games. Like mm-hmm. not just Game Boy games, favorite all around games. And I think that's a credit to the developers who uh who took the limitations of the Game Boy and ran with them and really made great games. Yeah. And and you couldn't just uh you couldn't just make something that looked like now you can make a game that just looks pretty and and get away with it. This like the most important thing for a Game Boy game had to be uh play value like it had to be fun to play because it wasn't going to be the most you know gorgeous looking thing out there you can try and they did a good job but like if you're going to be able to carry it with you and you want someone to play it all the time you got to make it addicting and you got to make it fun to play um yeah gameplay was king especially back then i think it is now like the prettiest games ever you, you still need to um you still need to make like a like a good game. A gameplay is still oh, game. absolutely. But um, you know, Game Boy Game Boy was where it was nothing's gonna look pretty. So you were forced to if you wanted a good game, you were forced to really make, you know, a great and like what what they did. If you just if you want to know what what you can do with Game Boy and like look at Super Mario Land and Super Mario Land Two. Like the first one is gr- it's a fun game, great to play. It, it's hours and hours of fun. But the difference between the first one and the second one, they really realize what they can do and like come out of their shell with it. Uh, I put Super Mario Land 2, uh, the six golden coins, right up there with Mario 3 as my favorite Mario games of all time. Like it's that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it holds its own right up there with it. Uh, so yeah, we're giving much respect to Game Boy tonight, and I think it's time for my last pick, isn't it? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, here, and see if you could recognize this game. So this opening scene haunts me. Uh, this is let me. Let me tell you a story. This is from A Boy and His Blob and the Rescue of Princess Blobette for Game Boy. A direct sequel to the first game. Uh, a rudimentary system, people. And I remember I, like, Squeezer can't hear this. And when I was like, see if you can recognize this, I realized you can't hear it. So, play along. This was uh, A Trouble in Blobonia. Um, a sequel to it. And a, a boy and his blob, it's a, it's a boy, and he's got his blob, and he feeds the jelly beans to turn into different things. So, the my dad's, the owner of the company my dad worked for when we were kids, whenever we'd see her, like, she'd dole out shackles, like, like boom, 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 here's money. And we saw her around Easter time uh, at one, one place we worked, and it was me and my brother and sister, so she pulled a wad of cash out of her purse and gave us each $40. I guess she just had $120 in cash in it, so she's like, all right, 40 each. There's three of us. So we each had $40, and I was like, oh, man, this is, I already had this spent in my mind. Like, I'm buying Game Boy shit with this, because I was full in on Game Boy. 
mm-hmm. and we went to the electronic boutique and uh i bought like a big old hard shell game boy carrying case not the one that looks like a game boy but it had like it had like a, a, a checkered like imprint in it and it's a game boy across the top and oh, okay had, it had like the nylon strap and then i i bought this game uh boy and his blob rescue princess blobette and i was so pissed because i could not get past the first door like you start the <laughs> game and you're behind a locked door and you have a blob and you have jelly beans you have a certain amount of jelly beans and you have to get past it i couldn't figure it out for years what you had to do was give him a tangerine jelly bean and turn into a trampoline jump up and get another bag of jelly beans which had a lime jelly bean you turn them into a key then and you're going from there this game was like a puzzle like a smart type person game <laughs> And I am not a smart type person. Um, so, Squeezer, before I get into it, did you know they re-released a remake of A Boy and His Blob, and you could get it on PlayStation Four? Uh, I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was on PS Four. I saw it. Uh, I didn't know it, it, the cover is Wii on Wikipedia. Hmm. I didn't know they had it at all. And now I want to, because we have PS4, I want to get this motherfucking thing. But moving on. Um, I saw it on Steam, I think, a while back. Yeah, I'm sure it's it's on Steam, yeah. Uh, it's Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, Microsoft Windows, OS. T- oh, you can, I can get it on my computer. Oh, oh, it was originally released for other things. and uh, Wii, Xbox. Yeah, it's for everything. It's on everything. I don't know if it's ever on, been on Steam, so I don't know what you're saying about that, but it could have been. Everything. I'm looking Steam. at it right now. It's on Steam. That's on Steam. The Wikipedia page doesn't have it on Steam. So the jelly beans were uh, apple was a jack, banana was an anvil, berry was a balloon, bubblegum was a bouncer, whatever that means, coconut was a coconut and that was a little thing that like you rolled ahead and it gave you like a perspective see i always thought it was a bowling ball that looks like one uh cola is a bubble you could float in cream was a cannon grape was giant licorice was a ladder mint was a double <laughs> double mint pear was parachute punch was a hole Root beer was a rocket, strawberry was a shield, and tangerine was a trampoline. Now the bouncer Did you mention ketchup? No, ketchup was a special um a special jelly bean that he didn't want to he didn't like the blob didn't would, like. Would you want to eat ketchup jelly beans? No, but you needed it. What did the ketchup jelly bean do? No, it, I think it just it turned him into a brick wall. Yes, a brick wall. That's right. But you had to like you had to like double feed him, like send him like a honey one or something, and then quick double feed him the ketchup one. Yeah, to get him to take it. Mm-hmm. And it was only like a weird thing where you needed him into a brick wall. Um, I would probably try a ketchup jelly bean. I like ketchup. Yeah, but not alone. Like ketchup's good. You ever eat just straight ketchup? Mm, no, it's bro. It's it's overwhelming. Unless you get that fancy restaurant stuff where, like, a chef made it in the back. Oh, it's yeah. Good. Like, catsup. Catsup. And it's got to come in, like, a little metal cup with, yeah. a, with a piece of lettuce next to it. <laughs> a tin. Yes. Um, 
but yeah, Boy and His Blob, fun game, a lot of fun throwing. I mean, one every Easter I'd probably cosplay the Boy and His Blob, where I was both the boy and his blob, feeding myself jelly beans and pretending I'd transform into things until eventually just pouring the entire bag oh. into my mouth and chewing until like a oh. slurry of jelly bean flavors spilled out of my cheeks. Yes. Okay. I want. I'll admit it. You weren't the only one. I'm sure there's other people out there. You've, as a kid, you played Boy in This Blob by yourself, where you just threw jelly beans up in the air, right. caught them in your mouth, and pretended to turn into shit. It's not something you could play with a friend. <laughs> no, you don't want people seeing you doing yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the shame of the emptying the entire bag. <laughs> what do you turn into when you empty the entire bag of jelly beans? You turn into <laughs> shame. That's what you turn into. Honestly, if if you walked in, if your if your mom walked in the room and caught you, you if you had a choice between being caught with your hand down your pants or caught tossing jelly beans in the air and turning into a trampoline, um, going with the hands down the pants, it's much yeah, right. easier to explain. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you don't even have to explain your hands down your pants. They get it. Yeah, like the, like, all right. the jelly beans is when they start like recommending getting friends to recommend therapists. Yeah. No, mom, look, see, so there is this alien and he's a blob and when you throw jelly beans, he turns into things like a trampoline or a ladder this or is, a blowtorch or a is, hole in the wall. This is because I let you watch Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse, isn't it? Yep. And the peanut butter. What was it that she? Uh, it was the dog eating the dog food. The dog eating the dog food. <laughs> it was a close up of that. She walked in. It's like, enough of this. Done. <laughs> That was it for. Yep. Okay. Well, that was fun. Uh, I'm through my picks. You ready for your last one? Uh, yes and no. All right. Well, you're playing. I'm playing it anyway. Remember that old saying: it's better to give than to receive. Yes. Well, give yourself a thrill with the new Home Alone 2 Super Nintendo video game, also available for your Game Boy and Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, another poor ripoff of the theme music. Mm-hmm. Home Alone uh, 2. Yeah, so Home Alone for uh, Game Boy. It, um... What is there to say about it? It wasn't great. It wasn't good. It, was, it wasn't... Was it awful? Did it play that music? I had Home Alone 1 for Game Boy. And it, it the whole time it was like the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very hard and confusing, but it was a very confusing game. There's the reason I never even beat it other than probably I would have died, but there's a point in the game where you have to like uh you're in the, in your uh, uncle's abandoned house. And you get to the end, and all of a sudden you realize like there's nowhere to go, and you're because part of it is just jumping over these big giant gaps, and now you're just stuck. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You're supposed to actually jump down in the hole, and like continue from there. Mm-hmm. But like there's nothing that in, like suggests that that's what you should do. Right. Like everything against common sense says like I shouldn't go down here. Um. And so. You play, you're Kevin, you start off in the hotel while uh, um, Harry and Marv are chasing you, uh, and also the hotel staff, uh, Tim Curry sells you out, 
and you have to run and collect, I think, pizza slices and cookies uh, to build up your energy. And you can also get like beaded just like necklaces. Just like in real life. Yes, just like real life or a Ninja Turtles game. Yeah. Uh, you can get like beaded necklaces and little toy dart guns and some like maybe like a Nerf gun or an actual bazooka. I, I don't know what it is or something that launches like a football at you uh, that you can use to kind of stun enemies. Um, and, uh, and you would just constantly run through the level and, but he wouldn't run be in, in a normal way. Cause the way his legs were animated and the way his pants were and at the speed that the game scrolled with you, it looked like he was kind of doing like a hammer dance, just kind of running in place. Uh, this uh, it was familiar. How did I, he, and he like slid on his knees, right? Yes. That was his main attack. So, like, in the movie, you know, when he would slide in, in, yeah. on his knees in the hotel room, they you turn that into an entire game um, where your way of avoiding enemies or taking out, like, dancing paintbrushes um, would be to just slide on your knees. I, I, know where which, I, I know where I saw this. Was it in prison? Were no, they torturing prisoners with this? It wasn't this? in prison yet, but they, uh, uh, Angry Video Game there just in December did this the Home Alone games, and he was talking about this, and I remember it's very, um, very in my head because Macaulay Culkin was on the episode itself. Oh, he sat on the couch. He came as the pizza delivery man. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin went on Angry Video Game Nerd in New Jersey uh, awesome. to review Macaulay Culkin games. Uh, I'd have to check this out. It's great. Yeah, he's uh, he's becoming like a. I guess he's really into retro video games. Huh. Like that's his big thing. So, yeah. Hey, Macaulay, if you're listening to the Rad Years podcast and you want to come on, just hit us up. RK at yeah, Rad and I love, I love uh, Home Alone 2 on Game Boy, Macaulay. It was a great game. <laughs> you were fantastic. No, he it. shits on it, too. But It was. Squeezer's, well, a, and, Squeezer's a huge fan of when the kid dies at the end of My Girl, so you come on and talk true. to us about that. Spoilers for he anyone. His glasses. Can't see without his glasses. Eh, <sighs> throw rocks. Get stung. You get stung. Um, it scene still breaks my heart. Mm. It's a defense mechanism entirely. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so yeah, you'd slide on your knees. That was your main uh, uh attack strategy until like you ran in like the vacuum cleaner and then decided, no, I'm gonna suck you up. Mm -hmm. And then it's this horrific scene of your legs kicking inside a vacuum cleaner. Mm -hmm. Um, very strange game. Um, I'll tell you what, it's not and I. Look, it's not a... All right, it was voted like the worst game of the year. Uh, so we'll say that. It was what? It was voted like a month. Oh, I thought you like, said roted. No, no. Worst worst video game of the year, I believe. Oh. Uh, that has been worse. Yeah. But at the same time, I played this a lot. I don't know why. Yeah, I played Home like, Alone and, a lot on Game Boy. And it was and fucking impossible, but I still played yeah. it. Even as a kid, I knew like I knew when I was playing a bad game. But yeah, like you, of you didn't, you still played it. I don't know why. Like I, I still threw it in my, and it was in my repertoire. And uh, I constantly God, tried to get the blob and the boy out of that fucking door, and yeah. it took me like two years until I did it. You, but you, you did it eventually. I did it. Yeah, eventually. The mechanics in here, like the way Kevin would jump too, was similar to like he would jump like you would jump as Luigi, in in Super Mario Brothers two, like gravity was all off in this game. Uh, it, it was, it was straight. And you would just hop around like an idiot trying to just, because pizza slices, I think they're pizza slices, 
or they were like seashells. I don't know. Uh, but they were like hidden inside everything from an ashtray to an, uh, a sconce on the wall. So you had to just jump around like an idiot until stuff popped out. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's kind of how in, in the first game you're collecting, I guess, toys and you have to like unload. You're, you're, you're collecting. No, you're collecting the treasures like like the the wet bandits are trying to like steal like jewelry and stuff. And you're collecting it and you're putting it down the chute that he shoots the the starting lineups down. Okay. You know, he shoots those starting the laundry chute. Yeah. So you're collecting the valuables and you're putting it down the laundry chute to save them from them. Uh, but they're hidden in like sconces and and, sh- and like in the in pianos and stuff. And you have to collect so many before you move on to the next level. That's what that's what Home Alone One is. Forget. Okay. I, I and like I never I never beat it, but I did like in, in doing my research I did come across the end screen. Yeah. Um, and it it, it shows finally like Kevin, uh, hugging his parents and Kevin looks honestly like a serial killer just staring at you, da, in the camera. Da, da, and da, and da, mom, da, da, for some re- I guess no one da, saw da, the movie. Da, da. Um, no one saw the movie to know what the actors look like. So right. mom looks more like Christian Slater was in a fire and got a wig. Oh. And then dad looks like uh, Howie Long and Jim Carrey had a baby. Beautiful child. Uh, it, it's a horrific, uh, horrific. I want to see this now. You can talk while I look this up. Oh, I, I, I got, I, all I can say is, look, if you get the chance, if you're at one of those places that sells uh, old Game Boy games, and you can get Home Alone 2 for 99 cents. Uh, pick it up and play it. I apologize. And, and, and show me it. Send me an envelope and I'll send you the dollar. And you can keep the extra penny. Well, I will. You I gotta like- provide the stamp. Self addressed stamped envelope to me. And I will send you a dollar. So basically, you're recouping like, you know, 49 cents. Um, but yeah, I, I will cover I will cover your costs of you purchasing this game if you can find it for a buck. I'm trying to find this end screen. I want to see. Oh my Just, god! Yeah. yeah, it's okay, mom. I'm fine. Is that yes. what he's saying? Yeah, he does look yeah. like he looks like he's about to kill us all. Yeah. Wow. This is rough. I'll have to put this on the Instagram. It's okay, mom. I'm fine. And then like, I'm I'm saving that for my uh, do a smash cut to his fucking eyes in this. Like, I'm I'm just gonna use that for my own personal use. So when my mom texts me, it's like, hey, did you get home from work okay today? (laughs) Like when I'm in like a storm because she always wants me to stay over. It's okay. I'll I'll just send her that picture. (laughs) She won't get it. She'll be like, this is why I never let him watch Pee Wee Herman. Exactly. Oh man, this has been a fun show. It, doing it fun. twice was even more yeah. fun. I don't have, you can't hear it, Squeezer, but I don't have our theme music on my work <gasps> laptop. So I'm going to play this Operation. Oh, that's loud. I'm going to play the Operation C music because it's fucking rad. And our show starts off with Contra anyway. so That's true. But uh, hey, it's March Madness. And you know what that means, Squeezer? Um, Pizzones are coming back to Pizza Hut. <laughs> All right. At least we get something out of it. Yeah. You could fill out brackets, root for teams, whatever you want, but Pizza Hut's take on the Calzone officially returns just in time for March Madness. 
And oh, if, if you're wondering how long the Pizzone will be sticking around, according to a Pizza Hut spokesman, the Pizzone will remain on the menu until our fans tell us otherwise. <laughs> I might get Take off... Take that, heart. I might get <laughs> off with you right now and order a Pizzone. Alright. Yeah, definitely. Why not, right? Treat Wait. yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself a two-liter bottle of soda. <laughs> like a sleepover. I'll put my jammies on. It'll get some breadsticks to go with it. Because you need breadsticks to go with your pizza product. Yeah, 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 you gotta. That's a, that's what pizza product... Oh, I gotta start it over. Pizza products is all about. Um, Alright, well, this has been an odd Frankenstein of a show, but we made it work, and we'll be back next week with more Rad Years. I'm RK. Weezer. Have a good one. Uh, uh, uh.